So it's the last one. It is. Of box set two. It is. So we do need to start thinking about if, fingers crossed, we get renewed for season three, what are we going to do? Well, we've already, we both had a conversation said when we come here today, we'll come up with a couple of ideas. So I think you said you we were going to pick five again. We were going to go with a theme where we were going yeah, to do, pick we, we're going to do five each. So it's another box set of 10, but the last two box sets have just been purely random as in like you just you pick five films and yeah. pick all TV shows and I think just because there's so many TV shows and films we could pick we thought well this time we'll, we'll narrow it down so I said I'd come to the party with two suggestions okay so I'm going to suggest a blockbuster an 80s or 90s blockbuster because I think it's a, quite a definitive genre interesting so any any blockbuster from the 80s or 90s and I'm also going to go for something completely opposite, a hidden gem. All so right. we'll pick something that's a hidden gem. But you couldn't get too opposite with them too. So one, so one that's like not maybe a massively popular movie, yeah. but it's a really good movie. Yeah. I think we've both got examples of ones that... And it can also include a film you wouldn't expect to like as well, if that makes sense, can come under hidden gem. Right. Get thinking then. Okay. What have you got? Well, we only did one animated movie over the two box sets. We did Iron Giant. Yeah. So I think we'd come back with another animated movie I'll, each. Yeah, I could definitely find an animated movie. How about we've done this? So they're all film-related. I suppose you've animated could be a TV series yeah. if you wanted, but I think we do have a mini-series in there. Oh, yes. So a popular kind of, well, not even popular... <laughs> <laughs> just a mini series that you like and one that I like and we'll bring that on. And then And just just that's good because we have had conversation is you and it's gonna it figures for this week's episode as well, but we've we thought about this before and the problem with picking a TV box set is like Frasier was two hundred and sixty five episodes. I started it at Christmas. <laughs> And then we started the podcast this, in March. This, that's a hell of a payoff. I still haven't finished. <laughs> it's like a phrased joke that is, it paid off in the end. <laughs> but it was something we thought about. Is like So generally when we have picked the box set previously, it's something we've both watched. Like Community was something when yeah. I did Community. We, box we knew we'd, we'd already seen just it. just watched it, yeah. That's, that's, to be honest though, with Community, I've probably already seen it about three times. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've... Um, you're right with the miniseries. I think with what we're going to talk about, I, I'll i be honest, I did smash that over the weekend. The, the series we're going to do. Yeah. Um, But we're going to pick something maybe a little bit shorter than this one, maybe. So the other category then, so we're going to oh. do five categories. This on. one, I think you're going to find maybe it's tough to pick find one because I watch a lot of films. <laughs> but it's a movie that we know Neither of us have seen. Ooh. Oh, there's, there's loads. Because every, be... every podcast we do, I go, I've never seen. I go, yeah. So I just go back to my list. Well, what I mean been... by that is a movie you know I haven't seen, and I'll yeah. pick a movie I know you haven't think, seen. Oh, I think I've got one already for you. I haven't got one yet, but I think there's probably more options for me. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. And it's not like I don't watch stuff. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, you could give me The Matrix. <laughs> Right, let's start the show. (laughs) 
Hello and welcome to Watch It If You Can. My name is Dave. And my name is Liam. This podcast is all about box sets we've created of our favourite films and TV shows. Some you've seen, some you won't, and others you may never want to watch. However, we can say, if you've never seen Smallville, oh, somebody save me. All we want to do is chat on about these films and TV shows we love so dearly, and maybe, just maybe, you should watch it if you can. I'm alright. I'm good. It's a box set this week. Of it's, a bo- it's a it's a box set of our box set. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Does that make it's sense? Disc ten of box set two, isn't it? Yeah, it's a final one of this um, box set, and you've picked a box set itself. So I have. What is it? It is Band of Brothers. Great choice. Yeah. Okay, so it's two thousand one HBO. Like all great TV series, tend to be made by HBO. It's a mini series um, that follows Easy Company. Um, that's a company of paratroopers in the five hundred and six regiment of the hundred first Airborne Division of the U.S. Army, and it follows them all the way from their training in in the early forties, and then the year long campaign that takes them right through Europe. It was produced by Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg and it was straight after they'd made Saviour Private Ryan. So you can tell they were sat around all day talking about this when they were making that film. It's predominantly based on the book upon the same name written by Stephen Ambrose and which was a journal-like take on the company's time in World War II and it's just amazing. Okay, you've said it's amazing, so is that why it's on the list? Yeah, all of them reasons. Um <laughs> Okay, so why is it my choice? Okay, we've had a conversation before about I'm a big box set watcher more than films. Okay, I worked out I've watched this box set at least 10 times. Oh, really? Yeah, but bear in mind, it's come up to 22 years old. I was going to say, is it, it, which is productive. So it's, it's once every two years, it's not too I've bad, got actually. a feeling maybe more than 10. I, I like very rarely do not go a year or two without watching it so i I think it's at least 10 times i've watched it um so that says a lot the fact i've watched it that many times um and it just gets better every time you watch it even when i watched it a few weeks back for this there's just things that because there's so much in there it's such like complex and rich tapestry of stories and characters that it's so easy to miss things or forget things or not take it in. And it's, it's all, there's so much going on. And I think then the next question is, is why, not say prefer box sets, but why I enjoy box sets maybe more than movies is, and I know HBO do this so well, is I just love the time they can give to a character arc unfolding in a box set. Like, think of Walter White's journey in Breaking Bad. It, you know, the way it just opens up in five series. That's what I love about TV box sets, more than the film. So I think that, that I needed to sort of... It's probably why I prefer box sets, and I think for them reasons, it's obvious why this choice like, hits all them brilliantly. Yeah, 
I'll be honest, that that was probably only the second time I watched it. I remember I did watch it, yeah. Really? I've, I don't know why, but I've never rewatched it. I watched it when it was on, because it used to be on, it was on, we got it on BBC Two, yes. here, didn't we? And it used to be on quite late. Do you know what's funny, right? So BBC were one of the part funders, while it was HBO, they, BBC chucked their money to be part funders along with one of their channels over in France, but they still had to pay the broadcasting rights to show it. Even though they chipped yeah, in, imagine that. Even funders, which I thought was quite funny. And weirdly, they decided to put it on BBC Two rather than BBC mm. One, which I think looking back is a really strange decision. But I think they said it was just because it was less chance of it being moved around due to anything happening. And just by chance, the first episode in America was aired the week before 9-11. Mm. So it sort of puts in perspective a little bit. But yeah, it was BBC Two. Strange. Yeah, I do, I do remember watching it at the time, and like I say, watching it, watching it weekly. But it's, I've never, I've never felt the urge to sit down and watch it again. And I'm, go, I'm disappointed now because obviously watching it again, you realise how good it is. Um, but I don't, I can't quite put my finger on why I've never sat down. I don't know whether I thought at the time, it's quite heavy. It's a commitment. And it's Although a commitment. it's only ten episodes. But then, like I say, I literally watched it on the weekend. We had the bank holiday weekend didn't yeah. we, recently. And I just watched all, like, ten. And, and to be honest, if I'd have had the time, I probably could have watched all ten episodes in a day. Yeah, Because it's yeah. so gripping, isn't it? I think I, a few weeks back, I, I had a few days off. I hammered them in a couple of nights. And it's just, they are, it's, it's, like you said, it's just, there's such a large cast that it's so there's so many stories really and so many voices within that and perspectives and and points of view and nothing actually I've just thought about was it I actually wrote it down is although it's it's about the second world war and the Germans don't come off great in it it doesn't f- really go down that route of stereotyping German soldiers I remember the last episode where the the German general speaks to his troops and it was that if you remember the end, yeah, they let they let him speak. And yeah, stuff, and yeah. Lip got or whatever's translating it for winters, and it's and it's that it's basically you know it's been a proud we've all done this together regardless of the results, and it does, it doesn't do the obvious nasty Germans and that. It's no, a it bit, focuses on like a lot of the fact that those soldiers were just kids in the yes, same way they were kids, and they were just being told what to do. Like I say, it could have focused on the people telling them what to do, but it didn't. It focused on the people who didn't really want to yeah, be there as much as they didn't want to be there. They would, you know, the most of them were just ordinary men. Like the 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 bit thing was episode two. I think it was Malachi gets chatting to the uh, prisoner of war. They make out that they're just from the same area, but yeah. in real life, they actually worked in the same street, so they actually knew each other. Just makes the whole more story yeah. more like horrific, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna come to who's in it just before we do. What I read was. A lot of the cast were cast because they did look like the real yes. life soldiers. Yes. And Mark Wahlberg was going to play the main character originally. He was going to play Major Richard Winters, which is really odd because obviously Don, we're not going to come to it, but Danny Wahlberg's in it. But I'm so glad it went to who it did. Yeah, I think <laughs> he, he was up. I remember him. I see, I'm sure he's on a podcast that I heard him and he was basically he was up for a few roles, mm-hmm. but he said. He read the script and once it was Lipton, which he plays, isn't it? Oh, is no, this... it was going to be Winters. Is it Winters? Yes. Yeah, it was going to be Winters. But 
the fact that they put them on that 10-day training course as well, which a lot of movies do with the army ones, don't yeah. they? They put them through the ringer, really, don't they? And apparently they treated the officers just as kind of bad as well. But the cast's amazing, so do we want to get into... Well, look, literally wrote, the first thing I wrote before I got into the cast is about the boot camp. So when you were in boot camp, they all had to address each other as their character name. Right. To get into there. And and it was run so... The guy that played Colonel Sink in the Band of Brothers is a, is a guy called Dale Dye, who was actually a real-life Marine. He served in the Marines in the Vietnam War. And he came. He went on to be quite a famous wartime correspondent. So he's actually is what he's seen in real life is second on. And he yeah. he actually went on to form a company that advised TV and film production companies on how to obviously do a lot of the scenes and the lingo and the, and all. So that's how he got involved. So he but they said basically you're in charge of doing the boot camp. So we brought in some real live drill sergeants. Right, and the whole. All the cast were assembled together because it was a massive cast. They were all in different platoons. So we, so I was listening to podcast with, with um, it's Donny Wahlberg, isn't it? He was in it. He was yeah. Lipton, um, and he was saying he got really competitive to the point where few of them got injured, and he didn't want to drop out, which is oh, just really? just yeah. what happened. Is that that comes through in the film as well? Some of the guys bring themselves, sign themselves back out to hospital to get back on the front line because it's that. Saving with right. your with your with your mates, isn't it? Because I, I know it's obviously a different film, but with Saving Private Ryan, they purposely kept Matt Damon away. Yes, they? I heard so about when this. Matt Damon turned up, they'd obviously been through all. And that he resented him that he yeah, just swanned yeah. in, and it's just like, oh look at him, who do you think he is? It's weird, isn't it? Because I think we've talked about this about the whole kind of method acting and stuff. We swear, was a couple of episodes. It stand by and me the way they, they treated the yeah. little kids and and City of God as well, wasn't it? City of God's the same. It was like a training camp, wasn't it? But then you hear people like Brian Cox who are just like, it's all a load of rubbish, yeah. isn't it? He probably, yeah. he probably wouldn't get involved in that. But I think for this, and especially films like St. Power, and you see it probably stand by me, it does come across, doesn't it? I, I think, think it works. It adds to the camaraderie of, mm. of the group. And like the, the podcast they had with Donny Warburg, he was saying is it was a it was a massive shoot thing. It was like a year-long shoot. So they all lived. There was a... They had an apartment with Fee and he, he lived with the guy who played Bull, Michael Cudlewitz, yeah. and I can't remember someone else. So they lived together. He said, when they were on the set, they basically didn't sit in the trailers. They literally camped out as much as they right. could. And he said, it was, he said, not to the, he said, to the point where it was a height of winter, we did, like, it was, wasn't worth getting your money. He said, but at every point we just sat around and we said, all we did was smoke. Because, well, I, I read that Scott Grimes. There's a scene where he's in the shower and he just looks fed up and yeah. tired. And he said that because it wasn't really active. <laughs> yeah. just, he just wanted to go home at that point. Um, should we get, in, should we get yeah. into the thick we of it? We could literally do it? a podcast about the cast of Band and Brothers. Oh, the cast of Band and Brothers, sorry. Um, right. I think, and the way I've chosen to start, I think, is that like, you've got win. I'm just going from surnames, by the way, because it was just like because they change rank so often, you lose track of who's who. Yeah. So I've gone, okay. I've just gone Winters, and I've only really picked out one thing you should really see. I've picked a couple of main ones out because um, well, literally we could be here all day talking about this section. But Winters is by Damien Damien Lewis, who is amazing. It? I've picked out you need to see him in Homeland. Yes, that's a good shout. Yeah, um, you it because it came not long after this, 
And because Homeland was never the same after his his ending. No. And spoilers. His, <laughs> it's big, it is a spoiler, but his ending is one of the most saddest things in TV in Homeland and his acting all the way through. The, the first series especially is yeah. just gripping, isn't it? Yeah. It's 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 a phenomenal piece of TV. But Damien Lewis at that point I think he was he's got he's you know, he's gone on to do loads of things, but Winters, Damien Lewis, Homeland, definitely take that one off the list um, Nixon is played by Ron Livingston my god he's been in so much you could have picked all sorts I've picked out Loudermilk you have to watch Loudermilk it's, it's, I haven't seen that no. so it's the it's, is it the Farrelly episode yeah is it the Farrelly brothers or the I haven't even I haven't seen it I just know he's I just know he's in it I haven't I know nothing about it it's brilliant they're only short episodes I think the first two series are on Amazon as well so I think you, okay. you can watch it they're only they are brilliant he plays a recovering alcoholic and he he it's his AA meeting he leads an AA meeting but it's just this absolute group of characters right okay. and, and each each week sort of focuses on one of their stories which I say not loud as exactly what Band of Brothers is <laughs> yeah. but it's really good and also if you've never seen Office Space with Ron Livingston where have you been it's just like um, then we've already mentioned him Scott Grimes who played Malarkey was one of the big main characters I picked out Orville one of ours. Love the Orville. We, we love Orville then he's great in that uh, Lipton we've already mentioned was Donnie Wahlberg Mark Wahlberg's older brother and also ex New Kids on the Block. Yeah. Which we always um He's done quite loads of TV as well. I picked out something I want to watch. He was in the series called Boomtown, which looks amazing. Oh, I haven't seen that. That's, no, you're going through a lockdown. It went, it's an amazing cast, great rating on IMDb. That's on my list to watch. So I'm going to pick that one out. Um, then we've got uh, Bull, who was played by Michael Cudlitz. Uh, he's he was brilliant in Walking Dead. I think he played Abraham. Or something. Yeah, he was yeah, excellent. He was yeah. Excellent in And also, we had got a part in Growth Point Blank. I was going to say we <laughs> we've mentioned them before because in yeah. Walking Dead, he's in that, that probably one of the most famous scenes with Negan killing off a yeah. few characters. Um, he's great. And then we've got a character named Martin. Uh, played by Dexter Fletcher. Um, I remember Dexter Fletcher when I was a kid in Press Gang. Yeah, the Junior Gazette. Yes, absolutely love that. But he's also, uh, you can't not remember him in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, which is a great film. And also he's gone on to direct a couple of films at the moment. Mm. Um, although he's not credited, he came in and did Bohemian Rhapsody, which I think is, a, is if you're going to watch anything he's been involved in, I love, I love I love Bohemian Rhapsody. And then we've got Luz, played by Rick Gomez. Um, one, again, he's got a massive TV backlog. Um, I picked out Justified. He was in Justified for about three or four seasons mm. in that. He's great. Uh, Neil McDonough, I think it's pronounced. Oh my God, again, he's got an even bigger body of TV work. He played Damien Dark in the DC TV universe, which is the Arrow and the Flash. He was in that for a few years. Again, he was in Justified for a season. He played one. I was going to say, yeah, he was in he Justified was the one, as remember, well. Yeah. Remember when the guns that flicked out the inside of a suit? Yeah, he's the, he's the one where you, you obviously know he's crazy. And at the end of the episode, he walks away and you see he's got a kid tied to like the sink. And you're like, oh, right, okay. Yeah, this no, is he's really good. He's really good actor. <laughs> he's also, he played Dum Dum, Captain America as well. 
Yeah, he's one, one of, of the um, yeah. Dirt Howland. Oh, the name's gonna. Yeah, I can't remember now. Yeah. You mean his original <laughs> Captain America's original squad? Yeah. He's also in Yellowstone as well for a couple of episodes. Yeah, he's good in Yellowstone yeah. as well. Um, I picked that. I've got a list of other actors that are in it, but I'm conscious because of flu food. And was there anyone there that you picked out anything? Uh, I've picked a few. So Damien Lewis. I've just picked a couple of quick ones. Arkan the Traitor with Ewan McGregor. Oh, that's never, a really good never film. Seen that. A really good like spy film. He was in a series called Life, which ran for two seasons, which is definitely worth checking out. He's basically a, Did, a... I mentioned this before, you know. This has got quite a few of the cast of Band of Brothers in it as well, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, pop up, I think. Yeah. Um, he's, he's basically a policeman that ends up going to jail for 12 years and he didn't commit the crime, so he gets out. But he gets a big um, settlement as well. But he goes back to work as a cop, even though he's like now like a multi-millionaire. But also a, a film that I haven't seen, and I don't know if you've seen this, it's called Will. Yeah. Have you seen it? Got... I thought it was awful. Well, I was going to say, but I haven't it... seen it. That's probably because I've read it's probably bad. Well, what's really weird, I watched it and I thought it was obviously... It's the reason... got Liverpool players yeah, in, it's about it? it's about a kid trying to get a ticket to the Istanbul final or something like that, isn't it? It is... It's cringe. I found it very cringe. Okay, I'll skip that then. <laughs> but weirdly... The rating on IMTV is nearly is like 6.8. And I'm like, that's just... I've like, warned you about these ratings know, that you, absolutely I, I can't make no sense. I like numbers. I like to have numbers. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like top tens and lists and stuff. <laughs> Scott Grimes was obviously in ER as well. Yes. And I, I love him in The Orville. This isn't a recommendation for a movie. This is just a recommendation to watch something. Go on YouTube and put in Scott Grimes' Man in the Mirror and listen to him sing that. The Michael Jackson song. The Michael Jackson song. There's a live version. It's the, the it's the one that's dated the 21st December 2002. It's back and singers are Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe. What? But I tell you what, Scott Grimes can sing. Like he's had a couple of albums out. And oh, didn't he's know had, this. Yeah, he's had hits. He sings on the Orville as well. He's, there's a few um, times where he, he. That rings a bell now. Yeah. Yeah, he does. But he's got a hell of a voice. Ron Livingston was in Boardwalk Empire for 12 episodes. Yes. Well, I remember, but. Again, another show which I don't think many people watch, Standoff, where he played a hostage negotiator. It did get cancelled. We've mentioned this good. before, yes. Yeah. Donnie Wahlberg obviously was in The Sixth Sense. Forgot about that. Yeah, he's the guy yeah. that shoots yeah. Bruce Willis. He's like, must weigh he's about eight stone or something, isn't he? He's in Ransom as well with Mel Gibson. He is, yeah. Um, I think we meant to see that on a picture, by the way, Ransom. Yeah, we would have. Yeah. Around that sure. time, yeah. definitely. Dexter Fletcher, sorry, Dexter Fletcher is in I Hate Susie on Sky One with Billy Piper. That's worth checking out. As you said, he directed like Rocket Man, Eddie the Eagle, Sunshine on Leaf. Yeah, definitely worth watching. And he's just we we just we were talking about it before this this series called The Offer, which is about the making of um, The Godfather. The Godfather. He directs two episodes of that as well. He's 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 talented man. And Ghosted is the, the one that's on Apple at the minute. That's yes, him as that's well, Chris Evans, isn't it? Yeah, I saw so, that. I didn't know he directed that. I've got two more. I know you've got another one. Another one I've got, but I can't remember the character's name. Adam James. He's a British actor. I can't remember his character in Band of Brothers, but he's in loads of things. He was recently in The Suspect on ITV with Aidan Turner. And he was in Vigil on BBC with uh, Saran Jones and Martin Compton. As soon as you see his picture, you'll know him. I'll know who he straight is. Straight away, yeah. But there's one more. Are you going to mention it? No. Well, might do, but go on. David Swimmer. I'll come back to David Swimmer a little bit. And you'll... That's so... my last one. Okay, so. that's your... okay, so 
as well as that is just a sample of the cast. I'm just going to read through names of <laughs> other actors who had parts in I'm Band of Brothers. Okay. Michael Fessbander. Had, he was in nine episodes. Do you know what he had? He had a line in it that we was just one. When you go back and watch it, he's in all. He's he's always yeah. there. But he does, and bear in mind he's 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 half German as well, so he speaks fluent German, which I find quite funny. Um, James McAvoy, and they're both really, they're best mates off screen. As I look at, I know they've done um, X Men together. But apparently, this is where they. Oh, right, they bet on this, Yeah, they? yeah, but they're really... James McAvoy looks about 18 in this, Yeah, this he? is one of his first TV things. Okay, who else are we going to? Simon Pegg. Big, yeah. big favourite of Simon Pegg here. Colin Hanks is brilliant and is one of the replacement officers. Um, Tom Hanks does appear in it. The episode where they rescue all the British uh, Red Berets from the other side of the river, no, bring them back. Is he one of them? Is He's he? one of them, but you just see him oh, in the background. Just, so, it's that sneaky. Yeah, he wasn't, he didn't actually have, Who else with Mark Warren? Uh, he done loads of British TV. He's great. It's Stephen Graham, might know of him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Heard of> him. <laughs> and then a few of us, and a few of us, Tom Hardy. Do you remember? T- yeah, I think I've heard of him, him yeah. And uh, Dominic Cooper. Yeah. He's and, a good lad. <laughs> and a guy called Jimmy Fallon. He's done well for himself as well, Annie. I love there's a story, Jimmy Valley. He literally has one scene in it where he comes back, he drives down on a Jeep and he basically mm. he takes some ammunition from him and he goes, oh, you stay safe, guys, and he drives off. Apparently he couldn't drive the Jeep. <laughs> so they had to get the guys from the, the crew to push him off as he drove off and he overdubbed the sound of the Jeep driving off. Oh, really? He said they couldn't drive it. It was like, it was just like really d- weird to drink. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. So I'm going to come back to David Schwimmer. Yeah. Okay, because he plays Sobels, who's their original captain, Captain Sobels, who's yeah. in, when they're being trained in the first two episodes. He's a bit... Oh, he's so good, isn't he? He's, he's, he's horrible, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Well, but, don't you not think, though, when you first... Because I remember when you first watching it, and it, and it happened again this time, because I think because I'd forgotten so much. When you first see him, you do think, oh, it's Ross and Friends, and this is going to be a very comedic kind of role. And how good is he in this? He, now, it's obviously not. What's <laughs> really strange is... When I was doing a little bit of research on that, it is when you actually read the reviews when it came out, David Swimmer's performance was panned universally. Really? Yes. By a lot of the oh, big, that's... big, and I, fe- I think what it was is because Friends was so depends. fresh, they couldn't get it, and it was too jarring to see Ross in that role I guy. think looking back I think it's an amazing performance there's that little bit later on right at the end where Winters where he goes past Captain Winters by then and he doesn't salute and he goes yeah. so well, you salute you salute the rank not the man and it's like oh <laughs> I I the think whole, the whole scene I think when the they're out in the field I think it's only the practice and he's yeah. got the map and he goes, that's when you realise oh he is a bullshitter yeah. Like he obviously wants the best. He does. I think he yeah. generally wants the best, and, also, and he works hard. But... It comes back because they're the best drilled regiments, yeah. and that's partly due to him. But when it comes to actual, yeah, you know, real life 
sort of jumpy in the field. Jumping in the field, he was absolutely useless, yeah, wasn't he? he? Yeah. And he realised, you see, the look, like, that's why I think that's really harsh to pan, because I think he's like, yeah. his acting's amazing. Like, the, I think he's absolute. I think he's, no, honestly, he's really, yeah, really... He was one of my, but I, one of my I, favourite performances. I think thing. it's definitely down to due to the fact that it was just so, literally friends had just finished, I think, around, or it might even still yeah. be on. The, I think the equivalent, I'm, I'm going to pretend like we've got American listeners here, but yeah. I think the equivalent would be seeing like, someone like David Jason in that role. Yes. On the back of Only Fools and Horses. In something really brilliant, but you, then David I know, Jason, I know obviously you, he went on to do Foss, but I mean, yeah. at that time, if, yeah. if, if, he was in Only Fools and Horses and then was put into an army thing like that. I think a UK audience would really struggle to to take that performance seriously. And yeah. I think that's it's really harsh that answer. But if there's if there is um, reviews that are No, it is. Backing. I found it quite interesting. And also the actual because obviously they're all based on real life people. That's the bit and normally when you've seen these things, because at the beginning of each episode they have a couple of like filmed the bits new from the real guys themselves don't they? and normally that could have been really quite cheesy but it, it works so well in Band of yeah. Brothers and you wait until the last episode and you find out who they all are as well which is really powerful but in real life the guy real life Captain Sobels um, he, he knocked around the army for a few years but he had a really troubled afterlife and he came out basically tried to commit suicide he had severe depression he never really got over um what happened Mm. and he had a really tough life and and when you and david schwimmer would have known that going into it and i think that adds to the performance even more yeah because a lot of the actors who were in it got to like say listen to the podcast with, with johnny Wilbeck. he was in contact with the real life Lipton through it, and quite a few of them had that opportunity to actually talk to the real guy, and they were getting an, an idea. But so it's definitely by then, I think he'd already passed away. So, but, but David Swimmer would have had his back history, and then to know that that he never really got his head right, I think it's a, it's a fantastic performance. So, speaking of performances, then what was your favorite performance? Not David Swimmer, <laughs> as, as much as we just yes, yeah, ramped it up. I can't not go with Winters. I knew you picked Damian Winters. Lewis. I just think it's 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 epic and it's perfection all the way through because he is him and Nixon. I think are the two constants all the way through. Although we have so many other people's stories and perspective, those two starts and ends with them. Yeah, it? I just think it's amazing. But also, I think. One of the themes of Band of Brothers is that balance between heroism and the horrors of war, how you balance them two things together. It's it's a fine line and you do it so well. And I think the whole thing about Band of Brothers, these are just normal men who are put in extreme situations. That's, That's when we talk about heroism. They were just normal guys in a completely mad situation and and he just you could tell everyone absolutely looked up to him you know when you i've, I've read the book as well by the way which is all jail he was like everybody would run through brick wall yeah for dick winters and they and, did yeah um and i just think he personifies he personifies them themes of heroism but they were just every 
day normal guys doing this like extreme situation because he was just a normal guy he wasn't like he wasn't like dead strong he wasn't dead intelligent he wasn't wasn't like he was a great amazing shot or whatever but he was just an outright leader and they looked up to him and I, I, yeah he didn't have that like kind of like captain america kind no, of thing you know no. what i mean where everyone was like sort of you know falling over him and stuff he was just a normal guy in in unbelievable circumstances I, that did step up i think when i was mentioning before nowhere they had the real life winters and we're talking about the like the damien lewis performance yeah yeah here, without I doubt but this says it all about the character like the real life dick winters at the last episode i think he finishes with like because they do them 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 box box pop videos and stuff. Yeah. So it's the real life winters. And he said, my grandson came up to me. He said, Granddad, were you a, were you a hero in the war? He said, No, but I served in a company of heroes, and that's him. And I think, yeah, I just think I'm I'm going to say one thing. If you've ever had these stupid questions, if you can pick your dad from any <laughs> TV or movie. I wish my dad was Dick Winters. Like, just really, life would be just boss. So I, I've picked someone. I, I thought I'm going to go for someone that's not like, particularly one of the main ones, but someone who really stood out for me. And that's um, Eugene G. Rowe, who's played by Shane Taylor. So he's the medic. He's medic, yeah. And I think over them, course of them, is it, is it episode seven and eight? Six and seven. Six and Bastone seven. is six. and I think he is absolutely yeah. brilliant in it, Shane Taylor. Yeah, um, I looked at his like IMDb. He's not been in like a lot, no. of, a lot of many things afterwards. But in this, this that character and the relationship he has with the the nurse the, at the hospital, yeah. and then you know going back and, and and he has the like sort of the panic attack at some point, doesn't he? Where you know, and then once he pulls himself out of it, he's yeah. just I don't say all action, but you know the the job those medics have because of the bit in, in the episode where. He goes back to the, the hospital and has been bombed. Yeah. And, he, and so he finds the material, doesn't And he? he finds it's a headscarf, wasn't yeah. it? And he keeps it because he had as much as a relationship. Basically, they shared a bar of chocolate and that was it. But it was just that, yeah. that moment of human contact with her was so important. And then near the end, you saw him. He had to use it as a bandage. He gave it, he gave it to yeah. the other guy, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah pal. No, he was, he was brilliant and an amazing performance and character as well, yeah. So let's talk about there's ten there's ten episodes, you know, sort of ten hours worth of TV, loads of scenes. Have you got a favourite? Again, yeah. again, it's tough with this one because because the the what the, the subject we're talking about to yeah. say favourite is a little yeah. <laughs> is, it, yeah. is the what I'll say is the scene or episode that stands out. I'll word it that way. I'm gonna go favourite episodes, and then within that episode is a favourite scene. Okay, so favourite episode is episode seven, which is breaking point. And I think this is the hardest episode to watch because it's all told from the viewpoint of Lipton, which is an amazing performance mm. by by Donnie Wahlberg in this one. Um, and it's an episode is to see the episode before is they've just they were just in the the, the Bastogne where they were holed up and in Foxton, so they've just come out of that, yeah. come out, and then they had to go. I think it's the town of Foy. So just to interrupt, I've been to Foy and I've. Being to the, the forest. It's in the Ardennes, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And but the foxholes are, are still yeah. there. Yeah. And you so you can sort of walk around, you can sit in them. And walking around, you do try and imagine yeah. what this would be like. And you 
you can't. No. You simply can't. You can walk through and you can remember the scenes, and, and you know, because obviously I remember the episode. Um, and strange to say, I remember the, the, the TV series, not you know, rather than the actual war itself. Yeah. But walking around, you do think, how did anyone stay here for any length of time? Yeah. You know, we let you stay maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, a little wander around. You know, remember we sort of picked up a stick as if to pretend like stupid toy soldiers. Yeah. Just to go, what would this, what would this feel like? Sat in the foxhole. And you just go, you, you, I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know, I, I how have these those how did those guys stay there for you know putting things months, wasn't it? You just well, you cannot imagine it at all. Well, it's, just just to go off track was very relevant. I've done Auschwitz, right? Okay, and it's like I went in the middle of winter. It was snowing. You get driven out there in a in a coach, and it was one of the most emotional strangest things I've ever done in my life but I just think everyone in this world should go and do that once in life because it's 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 just and it's I tell you the bit that really got me this sounds really strange you're going around you go do you do the tour and we walk through the gas chambers which is horrific you walk through the where the wall where they shot them all you walk past the bits where they did experiments and it's just and then you see the industrial scale at which they came in on trains straight into... Mm. Basically, they made it to a train that goes straight into the gas chamber. They weren't even messing around at this point. The most sobering thing I've ever done in my life. But the bit that got me, and you only realise the sheer scale of it, you go into the hut where they all lived, and he'd kept all the personal items. So you go into a hut, and it's just a massive mound of wedding rings. Oh really? Is that and then is? you go into another one, and it's just a massive mound of mm. shoes. You go into another one; it's a massive mound of prosthetic legs and arms, and you just—it's—it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And obviously, we did is one of the episodes where they do find the camping band, the brothers. Um, so, like yourself, it yeah, was—it you was not an enjoyable four or five hours because you're walking around. It was in the snow. It was white. You're going, this is the death wall, this is the death car, and it's just, and it, but. You've got to go. You've got to see, you've there's, got to, got to experience. things similar to that in, in Budapest, on right on the river, they have, um, I think the brass, but it's it's brass shoes all along. Um, what they actually represent is they literally just stood the people on the, the edge of the water and just shot them. Yeah. And so you have these shoes to represent them. So when you see that, you kind of. It obviously sinks in, but again, you can't imagine. It's the same. I've been to Dunkirk and been on the beach. Yeah. You stand on the beach and think, how, how do all these ships come in and all these people die here? There's like, yeah. you just, you, you can't can, wrap your you head around it. You can feel. There's an sound, energy there. Yeah, you're there, down saying, like, you know, bear there. in mind, you reckon over a million people were killed in Auschwitz. That's a million people. You stood there and... I'm not really. I don't. I'm not religious. I don't believe in ghosts. But my God, there's something there that you just. There's an aura. Yeah. Type of thing. So it doesn't leave. It doesn't leave. So yeah, we're talking about war film. War is not an easy topic to cover. War is hell. Is the it, is the phrase, is hell. isn't it? Um, to just get back, in, yeah, episode seven, breaking point, and I think 
It's quite, it is the moment, and the reason why it's called Breakpoint is, it's the moment where these company probably lose the most men. There's a couple of big characters that get a toy and gone here, get their legs blown off. A couple of other guys get killed. Um, Hubler shoots himself with the the German gun at the start as well, do you yes. remember? So there's goes all on. that goes on. And then Copton, the, 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 the one and he... he basically cracks up and goes doesn't he do you know what I mean and you see him and he's really up and, he, and none of the he's guys he's useless to them isn't he yeah. you know he's giving them no instructions no nothing no, no, no I mean that's not Cotton it's the oh, um, Neil McDonough character with the blonde oh hair. so he's yeah, yeah he's sorry, the one yeah, you all yeah. love but he literally gets after the he got shot he's never he, been he the same he said he was never the same when you saw him a lot he was reading to him in, in the hospital and yeah. he was just he was just crying and on this is all going on on the backdrop of this episode, and it's on the backdrop of some of the fiercest shelling you've got from the from the Germans in in just outside Foy, and it's the bit where Lifton Wahlberg is describing. He says it was the aura it was fascinating to watch. He he was in the he was in the forest and he could see the trees explode, and he says it was awesome performance. But then he realised he's in the middle of people are dying around yeah. him. And it's 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 a it's it's a it's sort of the, literally the breaking point is the worst. It thinks the lowest point easy company get in the whole campaign, and after that things don't get better. But that was the lowest he got. Mm. Um, and there's the one scene where they finally go and take the town. I think it is town of Foy, and it's the the leader at the time is is Pike. Is it Pike? Uh, no, Lieutenant Dyke, sorry. And he's just literally useless. He's the only thing you That's would refer to. Yeah. Sorry. He was basically just, remember he kept disappearing. He wouldn't, he'd yeah. see. But what was real, in real life, they, they, they sort of amalgamated a few different characters and stuff. They didn't, they took a bit of crazy license, but in, in real life, the, the, Lieutenant Dyke did come. He was actually a decorated war hero from other, from other campaigns previously before he got moved into too easy and I think they just said by the time he got too easy he was gone as well right. he'd lead literally you know in in the in the TV series he's not quite made out to be like that but in real life he, yeah. he was quite a prominent soldier already but I think at this point he's probably representing other captains yeah that, yeah you know. but there's the same way they have to go and and he has to lead them into the town and then he's like like winters is shouting keep moving keep mm. moving and in the end it's the scene where he sends spears in he goes right you go in there and leave him and he runs in he goes you are relieved of your duty and then at that point there's the two units are cut off by each other yeah. and it's the scene where spears just runs right through the middle of the germans and they all just stand there and watch jumps over the wall and then um, like the voiceover yeah saying, again he says it, yeah. and then and then if that was crazy he jumped back over the ball and yeah. ran back <laughs> and it's just at that moment all the previous all what's gone on in the episode all that gone on the episode before was like just you watch that scene in that episode and it's just it's just pure joy it's like yeah and it's like <laughs> do you know what I mean so I think yeah that's definitely my my episode and my moment in break in a band of brothers breaking so point. My standout moment is in episode five. It's when so it's when Dick Winters he run, he runs ahead up the hill because he's he, that's just who he is, isn't he? He's the leader, and he there's a soldier just standing on his own, and in in the first instance we just see you know we just see Winters run up the hill. Soldier turns around, 
Winter shoots him, and then they all it all kicks off, doesn't yeah. it? You know, they, they, they start bombing. Around. I think they were Polish soldiers, if I remember rightly. But later on, it's the flashback scene. Yeah, we see in the flashback that it's just it's a young kid. Because the kid turns around and sees him, the kid actually smiles. Yes, yeah, because yeah, he the thinks it's one of like, his or something. Well, he just—it's just a moment of two men, isn't it? Well, a kid and a man. He just sees him and he smiles and Winters knows he's—he's well, he's got. Because there was an SS regiment him. as well. Yeah, he's wasn't got it? to yeah. shoot him, yeah. and obviously there's hundreds of other soldiers behind. It was just this—this this kid was just on his own. So I think it just puts it into perspective because the first time you see it. You just go, oh, Winters is quite ruthless, isn't he? You know, just straight in, kills the guy. Um, when you see it again and you see it's the kid and then he, you cut to Winters' face, obviously he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to do it, does he? Yeah. You know. But that's right, because it's the episode where he goes to Paris on the day off he's as well. Dr- he's daydreaming he? on yeah. the train. Yeah. Yeah. But the, way, the way they don't show you in the first instance yeah. that that was a kid. You, it opens up with him running across the field. It's like... Yeah, it's the big Captain America moment. And the smoke is coming up and then he runs up to the hill and it's like, it's, yeah, it's a fantastic... That's a standout scene, though. It's just a horrors of war just in one scene. Another scene we could have picked in episode two... Where'd he go and take the free guns? Where'd he go and blow up the yes. free guns? Is and that it's at that point where it's like proper handheld camera and it's with them and you just it's chaos, but you see what's going on and it's just the choreography to pull that off. That is there's loads of bits, there's literally hundreds of moments. It's about bits from every yeah. episode of like the, the bit where they're all after they finally dropped into into France. And they're all having a drink in the back of the truck, and he's like, and then Winters puts his head going, Oh, by the way, I'm not a Quaker. Because yeah. they're all having a joke because yeah. he doesn't drink. Little moment like that is, is brilliant as well. Um, so, yeah. what about the music then? It does one for me, the theme song by composed by Michael Kamen, performed by the London Metropolitan Orchestra. I think it's just a beautiful piece of music. It's it's about two minutes, 20 seconds long. Perfect for the theme. But if you go back and listen, it's about, it's a, it's a chord progression melody. It's got a cycle of about a minute. So you hear it initially, it runs through and it has a bit of a crescendo at the end of the, of it, the cycle. And then it comes back again, but with like the full orchestra. And it's when you watch the, the credits, all the music because it builds up yeah. and builds up and builds up and then there's about a 10 15 minute second outro it's just every time da, 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 <laughs> da, it's just it a is beautiful a piece of music and never like i said so i've watched it at least 10 times that's 10 times 10 so i've listened to the credits 100 times either on spotify today it's it stops me when I hear that music. It literally stops me. So you've seen it ten times. Yeah. So I don't know if this is going to be an easy question or a hard question because it obviously means it's funny because it means you love it so much, but it also means you've seen it that many times that yeah. there's things you might have picked out. So what would you change? Okay, camouflage. It's really hard to work out who's who. <laughs> And I'm sure in a war scenario, that's really useful. But when you're watching it, like, this is why you need to watch it. You want, like, labels. (laughs) 
He wanted name tags. It's, and I think this is all down to the fact that there are scenes because they're in the, it's in the dark and they're all yeah. wearing the same uniforms. It is quite hard to distinguish who's who. Right. And, and I think it takes you three or four watches of the whole everything to really start pulling things together mm. a little bit more. And this is and and then the really what I'm, I'm taking the pace a little bit because what I'm basically saying is you just have to keep watching it and it just gets better wherever you watch. But the first few times you watch it, you're like, I can't make out the scenes where you're like going, I don't like Who is that yeah, type of thing? Flash, is that how you feel? <laughs> but yeah camouflage I'm sure it's great in a war scenario but when I'm sat in my living room eating me fucking cornflakes you want to know Winters is the guy in red <laughs> so yeah I'd change that I've I've picked a couple of things that I'd have liked um, well sorry one that I'd like more I'd like to have seen more of the actual people because I know we get them on the intro yeah. I also do think on the end of I know they do it on the last episode but on the end of some of the episodes I'd have liked someone to have come on and just spoke about exactly yeah. what happened it's really basically any other scenario where you've done that it, it's awful it's cheesy but it it's so well this. done when you bring in the real people that's why I just wanted more yeah. I just I just wanted more and the other thing and this is probably more of a question do you wonder if the likes of Tom Hanks and Spielberg and the, the, the other directors, do you think if they knew what they had on their hands with the likes of Hardy, Fassbender, McAvoy, do you think they would have given them more screen time? Because at that time they were completely unknowns. Mm. But in hindsight now, do you think they would have given the opportunity to do bigger things? Or I don't know because if you, I'm sure I've read... I know McAvoy he said it was one of his first pieces of TV that he did. So he, he said it was and it was it was Tom Hardy's first paid TV role as, as well. So I think that and I think they've spoken about the experience was incredible, you know what I mean? So and I think it also just goes to show actually the competitiveness of the cast and how good mm. the casting was generally like apparently um hanks was very hands-on with the casting because you i got mixed up before you were going about donny Wahlberg was potential for winters but the, the it's part, like mark mark Wahlberg was nearly mark Wahlberg, yeah. sorry johnny Wahlberg, who played lipton the podcast i was in so he was originally up for spears Oh, really? And that's who he read for, and he went to read for it. But, 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 um, Donnie Wahlberg was saying when he read it, he said, I really identified with Lipton. So I went in to read, and then we were chanted to Hanks. And Hanks said, this, when he finished, like we had a chat, and he, he, he was like, he knew when he was asking me, and he said, I think it's Lipton. So then he brought him back to, right. to, 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 to audition for Lipton, and he said, it just it just happened. He said there's one of the mo he said basically he was in a room with just Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg and he had to act out this scene and like they both just went, Whoo kid, I don't think you can do any better than that <laughs> And he said it was the proudest moment. Like he said it was just one of the moments where everything came together. So from what I can gather they were both really hands on with Cast. So I think they they had a feeling and obviously I know what you're saying in hindsight, did you know who they had on their hands? Like you've got some of the big Hollywood A listers. There, 
literally yeah, yeah. like the first band of McAvoy Stephen Graham he's only in it for the first couple of episodes and then he yeah. sort of you don't really know what happened he was one of the the, the, the NCOs that got beat mm. out of the mutiny in the start um, and, and, and you can tell by what they've gone on to do and the, the actors we haven't even had a chance to to cover that yeah, we've got yeah, lots of yeah, big things yeah, yeah yeah that was just like more of a general question of like if you could that would be a question you'd probably want to ask love, like Tom Hanks as love to ask him, did you? you know you had Michael Fessbander just standing around <laughs> for a year next to you because if you go back if you remember the very first episode now we're with um, Sobel's David Swimmer's drilling yeah. him and he punishes the guy for drinking the water yeah that's Michael Fessbander yeah. and that's literally and the well, only he gets other, them to pour them all out and yeah, it's empty isn't it he's the only and the only other line he says is the bit when you were in the concentration camp and one of the last episodes apart from that he's there but he doesn't really and that's yeah. that's very it's, it's, to me it's like having like a great football player and you've kept him on the bench but yeah. they didn't how yeah. would they know he was such a great and the same with, with Tom Hardy he was only in two episodes near the end wasn't he yeah. he brought him in um, yeah no amazing but then you do think about the cast like Lewis and Livingston and they've gone on for great careers because guess what they're amazing actors <laughs> like so this is Boxset 2's um, new question it's our mystery question so this is going to be the last Ooh. mystery question are we going to do mystery box for Boxset 3 we might change it up we'll have a oh, think we'll, we'll have a look because I was thinking have... about this the other day because I was like we'll have to write more questions put your hands in the box and pull out a question okay we're down to the last sort of few, so I'm going to have an idea of what it is. I was over-dramatising that, then there's only one piece of paper left in here <laughs> of your questions, but you know. Right, the last question. Okay, so because it's a random question, it's not particularly to do with what it is, but pick any cast member of your movie or TV show and cast them in a biography. So I've got one. Okay, because because it, it's weird because it it is basically a biography of all yeah. the characters, isn't it? But obviously, okay. I can go tell on. you mine. Mine is Michael Fassbender is the absolute spitting image of Christopher Plummer. Chris Plummer from like Sound of Music, and he was in Knives Out. He's the spitting image. So if they ever do a biography of Christopher Plummer's career. Michael Fassbender has to play him because he's just he'd just be perfect. I think. Well, he he played Steve Jobs really he did. well, did yeah. He? And obviously, look, yeah. No, I mean, they don't have to look like them, do they? I've just gone with because he looks like him. But if you think of someone, I, I was thinking of someone like maybe a David Bowie mm. or someone where they haven't really done a a big documentary about or an actor. You know, maybe like a Stanley Kubrick or something. I'm gonna go. Ron Livingston to play JFK. To play JFK? That's yeah. a really good one, yeah. They've got that little bit of a look. Yeah. I like that one, yeah. Be interesting watch to that. see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that movie, yeah. I'd watch it, yeah. Right, so what impact did the um, miniseries have? Funny enough, the first thing I had, I mean, this is the actors. Which we've just, but I think we're pretty much covered. Yeah. I'd, I think it's one of the most amazing pieces of casting ever in, in TV or film mm. history for all the reasons we just spoke about. So I've got that impact. Oh my God. It's like, I know you don't rate it, but it's one of the highest rated shows on IMDb. But regardless of that, whenever you get lists of the greatest TV shows ever made, this is always there. 
this is always floating about. Yeah, isn't it has it? to it's, be, doesn't it's, it? It's always there, thereabouts. And also, it was the biggest selling DVD and Blu-ray box set. It's one hundred nine million in sales. I read. Yeah, yeah, bomb. which is unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? Because so like, you're going to talk about the budget. Yeah. So there's like some landfill somewhere for <laughs> <laughs> DVDs and box sets. Like do you know, I actually and I was one of them. I had I had the metal tin version. So that was I remember after Christmas. Must have only been a year or two after it came out. So probably talking about like two thousand three, two thousand four, there or thereabout. I remember going to HMV, which on on Church Street, which we mentioned, and going upstairs, and he had the box set and offered for like twenty pound, and it was the tin, the special yeah. edition one. Oh my god! So how many discs was that then? It was there was there was ten. I was about two discs, two discs of bonus stuff as right. well, like documentaries and stuff. Um, I seen to remember, so it was like it opened up, and it was like do, yeah, do, do, folding do, do, one, do, yeah. Do, 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 do. It was like oh. It was, but it came in a tin. I was just like, oh, <laughs> I had the book. Um, Steve Ambrose wrote the book. He wrote another. He wrote, I think I read about three of his books. A few years, at one time, I was obsessed with it. I was like, I like I love World War Two documentaries. The the the, the World War Two and call it the, the classic yeah. documentary on Netflix. It just I can, I love I love history. So I absolutely love it. Just to mention before what you said about the cost of it, it was $125 million to make this series back in 2001. That's like, that's like coming up to 11, 12 million episode. That's Game of Thrones last season. That's really standard. Yeah. If you think about it, that's the same as what they put on the Lord of the Rings on Amazon. And this was 22 years ago. So it was the most expensive show at the time. Yeah. But and, and it made 100 million in sales on DVDs. So <laughs> <laughs> recouped a lot of it. And you, can, and, I, and you can see why the cost is, because I think one thing that like, I was reading about, about the Hanks and Spielberg, they were obsessed with the hyper-realism, and down to how the badges were sewed onto the jackets, the, the stitch, and like mm. the vehicles, the, 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 the guns... They built every European sit and town in in a field in in Hertfordshire or somewhere like that. The set are amazing. All the only ones they filmed in Europe were the Austrian scenes. They went over to Switzerland. Everything else was filmed in the field down south. So, and you can see when you go because you go to France, you go through through Belgium, you go to. Holland, it's all one, all done on one field in the middle of England, and I just think that, that, that it's just a, the detail is just unbelievable. Again, I think we mentioned it before with so many films. We mentioned it even with Superman last week. The the money spent is on the screen, yes. isn't it? It's all yeah. there, isn't it? You know, you can. One hundred twenty million sounds a lot, but then you watch the episode and you go, "Ah, oh, wait, okay." Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the it's just you know, the cast is over a hundred, I think. And then he had basically a unit of extras of about 30 or 40 people that played multiple parts, either American soldiers, British soldiers, German soldiers, and they, they were like the tank. So he said they had this, and he said basically they were all ex-army or something like that. So he had this whole other unit of just specialist back, back scene. What's the word? Extras, sorry. like, And I'm like, that's just bonkers. It's just... The whole I think I think the background artists now. Background the artists, name, not yeah. extras, but like 
that's bonkers. It's like, it's unbelievable. The, the, what went in to make this is it's, it's, it's a, it's a marvel to behold to the, you know, the production on it. It's something else. So for anyone who hasn't seen it, how can they watch it? You can, if you have Sky, it's part of another Sky HBO. I've got that link up over here. So the box set is available on Sky or if you subscribe to Go TV. It's on there as well. So that's if you're in the UK, you can watch it. Or you can get it on Blu-ray or DVD. <laughs> if you're old school. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sh- I definitely think they still sell it today in, in the entertainment exchange on DVD. <laughs> I'm, I'm guaranteeing they still get people coming and go, Band of Brothers, yeah, mate, there you go. Guarantee it. So if you love Band of Brothers, we always talk about what else we'd recommend at this point. I've gone with two themes, so we'll start with one, which is I've just picked movies that I've just got an all-star yeah. cast. Yeah. Because we've just been talking about this, so this has got an amazing cast. So just a, just a few. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Obviously Bruce Willis, John Travolta, Bing Rames, Uma Thurman, loads of other people. They're, they're not the best of films, but they're dead cheesy, but The Expendables is, it's for me, is an all-star I've cast. I've just remembered, isn't it? Because you mentioned... Damien Lewis plays Steve McQueen in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He does, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just popped him. Well, yeah. that's an all-star cast again. I haven't picked that, but yeah, I think yeah. the cast for that film. Um, Expendables obviously got Stallone, yeah. and Dolph Lundgren, Bruce, Bruce Willis is in it as well. Ocean's Eleven, you've oh, got to mention yeah. that one, yeah. Clooney, Pitt, Damon, Don We Chandler. like a bit of Clooney. And then we've got Heat. Oh, Pacino, Val Kilmer, we've got Tom Sizemore, we've got Robert De Niro, who we you know we know mainly from his episode of Thirty Rock. That's what he's most famous for, isn't it? <laughs> so you should watch Thirty Rock. <laughs> and then the other theme I've got is obviously we're going to discuss war movies. Yeah. yeah. Same Private Ryan, you've already mentioned this film right off the back of of that. Hanks and Spielberg obviously then made The Pacific as well. Yeah. With, with Rami Malek, which is amazing. Now, I find it fascinating because Rami Malek and it's it's based on three, three main characters. Rami Malek and a guy who's, who plays, I think his name's called, I think his name's Eugene in it. Now, they both play Freddie Mercury and the bass player yes. in Bohemian Rhapsody. He's the kid from Jurassic Park. Yeah, and also Dexter Fletcher directed mm. it. But their relationship in Pacific is magical because the, the two completely different people yeah. have forged this relationship. And I think it comes through in Bohemian Rhapsody. Do you get what I mean? Because if you remember, yeah. the, the bass player and Freddie Mercury had such a special... Because once Freddie Mercury passed away, he disappeared, the bass player, didn't he? I can't remember who the bass player's name is. Um, From not, Queen. Is it not Roger Taylor? Right. He's the drummer, isn't he? You've got Roger Taylor, Brian May, Freddie Mercury. Um, anyway, I yeah. just find it well, fascinating because the, their relationship is, is, is yeah. so... John Deacon. John Deacon is so amazing. And then you pick, they cast them too, who had that amazing relationship in the Pacific, yeah. and it's Dexter Fletcher as well. So just, I'm probably joining dots there, aren't there? Yeah. But I always find that a bit amazing. We hope, yeah. It'd be nice to know if they were there, that that's yeah. what was the, yeah. the rationale behind it. Schindler's List, obviously. Yeah. From Spielberg again. Dunkirk from Christopher Nolan. Some of the main ones everyone kind of knows. Dirty Dozen, Dirty Dozen, Great Escape, Escape to Victory, I'll put on just the football thing. Have you seen Fury with Brad Pitt? Yes. 
that's a really good film. And that's about like the tank regiment. Yeah, yeah. That's worth watching. What's um, his name? Who's the Punisher's in it, isn't he? Uh, John Burnham-Fall. Ben- yeah, yeah. I've seen Hacksaw Ridge. With Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Gun. Yes, I have. Yeah, that's based on the, the true story about Desmond T. Ross, who he refused to, yeah. to bear arms, didn't he, in World War Two. It's directed by Mel Gibson. That is a really good film. And I've thrown in Jojo Rabbit. I I was looking at the list before of war movies and that's there. I've picked the obvious one I've picked for a war movie is Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Is is a phenomenal piece of filmmaking. The fact that's pretty much all made <laughs> in a gasworks ex gasworks down South East London <laughs> still blows my mind. Um Gallipoli, speaking of yeah. Mel Gibson, is an amazing amazing story to actually know what happened. Um, like an absolute military disaster. Um, by the way, it was did did the Brit the head of the British Army at the time was was Winston Churchill was actually responsible for one of the biggest massacres in Western history. But hey yeah, ho, is that a, is that a Peter Weir film? I think it is. I think it? so. I think yeah. So. Um. Also, the Imitation Game. Yeah, with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, it's really. And the English Patient, Ralph Fiennes, and oh, I struggle with that. I love it. Are you yeah. see? So I need to watch it again. I read the book first, and the book is an amazing piece of literature. So reading, it's one of them times I say to you when people that's in a time where reading the book before mm. makes the film even better but I think I probably watched it when it came out I was probably quite young and it's a yeah, three Kristen's hour it's, Thomas it's a three hour movie as yeah, well isn't it's, it it's it, want to revisit it, it yeah. pays off by reading the book um, and one other random one I'm going through there just, just go a bit different War Dogs with Jonah Hill and Bradley Cooper <laughs> it's a really good film so, so I'm going to go with that one okay I also chose now because I had a feeling because we were discussing this because about off one of our themes for Box F3 was mini series, yeah, and the fact that Band of Brothers is a mini series. So guess what? I've got a list of mini series. <laughs> so What's on there? if there's any eagle-eyed listeners out there, one of these may be popping up on Box F3. We shall have to wait. Okay, the Night Manager with Hugh Laurie and Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, I think that's getting season two as well, isn't oh, it? Oh, we'll have to take it off my list then. Yeah, it's coming back. I've, it's coming I, back. Olivia Coleman as well. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought that's absolutely amazing. I don't think it was intended to be a miniseries, but it has become one. The Watchmen. Just, sorry, just before you move on to The Night Manager, was that Tom Hiddleston's Bond audition? Yeah, but I think he's too old. I, I don't think... He's I, too old now. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if he's too old. I just think... They're gonna go with someone younger. Yeah. yeah, not young, young, but like some thirty. Yeah, like, like if if they were looking for a Bond ten years ago, that was the audition. Whoever they get is gonna to have to do for 10, 15 years. So you yeah. probably need someone thirty-ish, yeah. don't you? Yeah, young yeah. thirty. Um, but sorry, what was the next one? Um, although it wasn't intended, I'm guessing to be a miniseries that's become one. The Watch, The Watchmen with Regina King and Jeremy Irons. Series, you, you and me, both watch. It's I can't believe. I don't even never it was only intended or it got scrapped, but there's no it's just one. It's a one. They, they, yeah, they've just just stopped, yeah. Um yeah. we're not gonna get any more. Yeah, another HBO one off miniseries Chernobyl 
is just an amazing piece of TV yeah. with, with Jared Harris and Stellan Skarsgård. Um, one I've mentioned before when I did Young Guns Godless with Michelle Dockery and Jeff Daniels is a western. It's the, the premise behind it is basically it's a mining town that basically all the fellas, all the men set in western times, a small mining town. All the guys have died from because they all it was following on thinking mine accent. So basically, it's a town populated by women, um, and this this gang of bandits. Some guy was in a, this gang of bandits, and he basically betrayed them and got off, and somehow found refuge in this town of women. And then the 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 group of bandits come looking for him and come through the town to get him, and there's like a sort of standoff. Right. Um, Jeff Bridges plays the, Jeff Daniels. Sorry, Jeff Daniels plays the bad guy there. Jeff Daniels makes a great baddie. He's, he's and you can't picture him because he, he, in real life, he comes across as just such oh, a nice guy, oh, doesn't he? Obviously, dumb and dumb and things he's, like that. You he's, can't he's phenomenal. So, Godless is definitely one to pick up. Another couple on Netflix of Gary Queen's Gambit with Anna Taylor Joy is phenomenal. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, I mean, another one. It's a little bit more easy, not easy going, but it's not like made. Did you ever see that? That's one to sit and watch with Donna because Jackie made me watch this one. It's basically a, a young mum who's in an abusive relationship and she leaves him and she's all about her just standing up and having to get a job as a cleaner and look after a young kid. And it, it's hard going, but it's really good. It's, it's, it's no, good. I don't think I'm, I'm lacking my brain. So I've, that's I've, good. I've no, one, no one particular... Big in, right. I don't think it made on Netflix anyway. And now I've got a couple of BBC series, and they both star Christopher Eccleston. The first one is a series they made, I think it's around 96, 97, called Jude, which is based on a Thomas Hardy novel, and it's him and Kate Winsley. Oh my god, it's about the grimmest love story. <laughs> you'll ever witness in your life so basically it's set in the 1800s or whatever it's like this girl who's from sort of well-off family and she was expected to to marry someone and but basically she fell in love with a stonemason who's christopher excellent and they have this horrendous life and you think of the one thing they've got is they've got each other and it's just not the case and it's just <laughs> it has an ending that's one of the most depressing you're not selling this to us oh I know I know but it's, <laughs> it's got to at the it. same time it's fascinating so just I think it was just as Kate Winslet Chris Flexon was off the back of Doctor Who Kate Winslet was just off, off Titanic so they were they were at the peak of their yeah. do you know what I mean a performance from them too is phenomenal the other one I mentioned and it's the last one is Our Friends in the North. Do you ever remember this from about mid nineties as well? Stone Chris Flexen and Daniel Craig. No. So it's a, it's a basically it's a group of friends. It follows them from the sixties, seventies, eighties up to the nineties, and it was filmed over a ten year period. Right. You cannot get it anywhere to watch other than this what's this BBC this new Ripbox type Rip thing. Box, is the it? only place you can get it. But right. Dead Arts get so with that they're my choices of one off miniseries. One may pop up on box set three. <laughs> so that was the box set two season finale. It was. It was Band of Brothers from Liam, and maybe, just maybe, you should watch it 
if you can. This was a Watch It If You Can production, executive produced by Kenny, Arval's lad, on work experience. Don't forget to follow, rate and share from wherever you get your podcast from.